We're especially blessed today, wow, to have with us someone that God has raised up to be a major influence in this day for this generation. Uh, Devon Franklin, God called him into the, the sphere of influence of entertainment and media. And God is using him in powerful ways as a movie producer, as an author, as a speaker. And it is so great to have him back with us today at Cathedral of Faith. I want you to give Devon Franklin a great big San Jose Cathedral of Faith welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow, it's great to have you here, Devon. Amen, amen. Glad to be back. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. You can be seated for just a moment. Again, whether you're watching online, campuses around the Bay, wherever you're at on campus, or here in the main building, so glad that you're here. And Devon, you continue to create great content that not not only entertains, but informs and inspires us to, to be who God has called us to be. I know you just came out with a new book. Tell us about that. Yes, it is called uh, The Truth About Men, What Men and Women Need to Know. Uh, this is a book about you know, bringing us together. No matter how great we may feel in our life, if the area of singleness or the area of our relationship isn't where God wants it to be, it affects everything. And so I wanted to write a book because so often in relationships, and even as single, when you're single, we don't always tell the truth. So this book is about what we uh, need to do to come together and really begin to operate in love. And it's been out for just a few weeks, and the testimonies from around the world have been amazing at how this book is making a difference in people as single as well as being in a relationship. Praise God. What an awesome, what an awesome resource for the kingdom. And... Uh, Devon will be in the back after service with those books, and I encourage you. It's a great resource for you to pick up. And then you've got a new movie coming out. Yes. I had a chance to go to an early screening of the movie about a month ago. And talk about a movie that, that grabs you and takes hold of you and doesn't let you go. And it's so inspiring because it's based on a true story. It's called Breakthrough. Tell us about that movie. Yeah, I'm very excited about Breakthrough. This is a true story. Um, I found this story when I was promoting um, a, a film that I produced called Miracles from Heaven, which starred Jennifer Garner and Queen Latifah. And as I was on TBN promoting Miracles from Heaven, I heard this family, the Smith family, tell their story that Breakthrough is based on. And it blew me away. And here's the story in a nutshell. Uh, John Smith was adopted from Guatemala when he was six months old uh, by Joy Smith and Brian Smith. They raised him as their own in the suburbs of St. Louis. Um, as he got older, he began to ask the question, why wasn't I wanted? Um, you know, where, where's my birth mother? And his mother, Joyce, would say, well, you are wanted. That's why God put you with us. He would hear her, but it would never really sink in. When he's 14 years old, he's a little rebellious. He and his friends go out and start playing on a frozen lake. The ice starts to crack. As the sun comes out, all three of them fall in. John uh, ends up drowning and dying. His two friends end up getting out. By the time the paramedics get there, he's been underneath the ice without oxygen for 15 minutes. They rescue him. They take him to the emergency room. They try to revive him for another 45 minutes. They cannot do it. They go, the doctor goes to Joyce, who is in the waiting room, and they say to her, we've done all we can do. If you want to say goodbye, now's your time. Joyce goes into the emergency room. She sees her son, John, on the table. He's not on life support. He's not on a breathing machine. He is dead. And she says, I refuse to allow what I see to impact what I believe. Mm. Wow. She goes over to him. 
She puts her hands on his feet and she says, Holy Spirit, bring back my son right now. And do you know, John's heart started beating again. And that began a, a domino effect of miracles where John Smith fully recovered, no brain damage, no eye damage, no lung damage. He is currently 18 years old, about to graduate high school. He's going into ministry. And if it was not for his mother having faith, he would be in a grave right now. Mm. But she chose to go to heaven when the world said it's over. I'm talking to somebody right Amen. now. You got to go to heaven on some things. Don't just take the world's word for it. Amen. Amen. What a powerful word. It's a powerful story, yes. and it's so well told. Uh, we have a, a trailer that we want you to see because we're going to go as a church to see the movie and early showing, and, and we want you to see a trailer. This trailer has gotten over 100 million hits online. Watch the screens. It's an amazing story. Rise and shine. Breakfast is ready in 10 minutes. And don't make me come back up there. This is our town. It's a close-knit community, the kind of place where everyone knows everyone. Hi, Miss Jay. Hey, how are you girls? And we're always there for each other. Nice sermon, Pastor. What do you guys have on for the rest of the day? Well, John has a basketball game. Yeah, I've seen this guy hoop it up around here. This kid is so lit. Text your mom tomorrow and tell her when and where to pick you up. And uh, don't do anything stupid. Love you guys. Boys, get off the ice! We're training for the Olympics, sir! Cindy! He's been underwater for more than 15 minutes. It's gonna be a recovery, not a rescue. I got something. We got him! We've done everything medically possible. There's nothing more we can do. <laughs> no. Please, God, send your Holy Spirit to save my son. A 14-year-old St. Charles boy who spent 15 minutes trapped underwater is continuing to fight for his life. I don't believe John will survive the night. You don't know my son. He is a fighter, so I need you to be the best for John, and you just let God do the rest. You are my pride and joy. I can't wait to see you shoot those baskets and run up and down the court again. The Smith family asked for one thing. Please pray for John. In the water that day, I was ready to give up, but then I hear this voice telling me, go back. Either I'm nuts or God's talking to you, but I don't believe in God. I believe, but maybe that only goes so far with something like this. I'm your pastor. I'm supposed to walk alongside you for as long as it takes. Did you see the Facebook page? It's gone viral. Tommy? I hope he's gonna be okay. We're not gonna get through this alone. Whatever you have for me, for Brian, for John, It, it is a great film. Thank you for having you. the vision to bring this story to the big screen because not only will it encourage people of faith, but if you have friends that well, maybe they're seeking and searching, but they've never really stepped across the line, well, this tells the story that 
Well, God still works miracles, amen? amen. And amen. it's a powerful miracle, amen. Devon. I'm amen. so excited. No, I'm so grateful. And um, no, we gotta ask, I got to ask you a real question. Did you cry when you saw it? Oh, man. <laughs> I, I did cry. Yes, it's a Kleenex in a popcorn movie. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> Don't tell any of my friends from the black hole up at the Raider Stadium, but <laughs> I did cry, yeah. It, it is. It, 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 I mean, it touches your heart moves your spirit you leave there with your faith lifted up and Amen. so um i i you know we're excited about going to see it and thank you again i know how many demands are on your time you've got the book tour the movie and you took time out to come and be with us here at cathedral of faith Amen. thank you so much would you let devon know how home, much you my appreciate him, buddy <laughs> right on right on amen amen now as I, as I say in every service. Now, that was cool. What y'all just did, that was cool for me. No, no worries. Um, but I didn't wake you up this morning. I didn't start you on your way. Why don't you give praise where praise is really due? Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Uh-oh, you sound like you're praising the alarm. You know it wasn't your alarm. You, you know that heaven sent a message to your brain to put, to put blood in your body. I don't know who I'm talking to right now. Anybody excited to be alive today? Every day above the ground is a great day. You might as well go ahead and praise him. You might as well go ahead and praise him. Some of y'all have been stressed out all week. Your boss has been getting your praise. But why don't you give the boss of bosses? Come on, somebody. The king of kings. The Lord of Lord praise. Come on. You can do that. You can do that. You can do better than that. Come on. Give him praise. Why is it so important? Because the Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. You got to make room for him today. Make room for him. Why don't you allow your praise to be an indicator of the breakthrough you need in your life right now? Go ahead and praise him. Go ahead and praise him. Some of you are worried about the rent. It's already paid. Go ahead and praise him. Come on, somebody. Some of you worried about the promotion. Your name is already on the business card. Come on, somebody. Why don't you praise him? Why don't you praise him? Here's why this is so important. While you're standing, I just want to articulate something. Here's why this is so important and why every time I get before God's people, I've got to just remind us the power of praise. Why? Because I live and work in Hollywood. That is my day job. I'm dealing with celebrities every single day on very, a wide variety of projects. The thing that blows my mind, somebody sees a celebrity they don't know and they lose their mind. And I'm like, this celebrity's never done anything for you. They, they, they've never interceded for you. And, and the last time I checked, they didn't get on the cross and, and, and give their son. You know what I'm saying? So if we can lose our mind over a celebrity, why don't we lose our mind over Jesus Christ, the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings? He got on the cross. He died for our sins. We can let him know that we love him and that we appreciate him. Let us not give more praise to a celebrity than we give to God. God has done everything for us. Who am I talking to today? Yes. Yes, yes, you may have your seat. You may have your seat. It's always a, a blessing and a, a pleasure and a privilege to be with you. Uh, I truly believe that Cathedral of Faith is my family. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I'm from, uh, I'm from Oakland. I'm from the East Bay. Yeah, yep, amen. Yep, yep. And, uh, you know, I love coming home because I believe that God is doing something unique and special in this moment. But one of the things that I've noticed is that if we don't have our faith, in the right position and we allow our fears to disrupt our destiny we may never achieve what God has already ordained for us to have hmm. I don't know who I'm talking to today but but God told me to tell you uh, if you came in here with your faith on E it's about to overflow in the next 30 minutes I don't know who I'm talking to 
Any, anybody literally, you, you, you just need your faith to go higher than it's gone this whole year. Who am I talking to right now? Anybody have a need that you need God to meet? Come on, how many got a need? Wave your hand if you got a need. Come on, you may need to wave both hands because you got that many needs. Yes, yes, right. This is so important. Why do we have to have a moment of truth and transparency? Because if you are not, and if I am not in touch with my need, I may come in here and miss it. Because sometimes we come into the, the house of God, we want to act like everything's good. But the truth be told, a lot of times we have needs that don't get met because we aren't honest about what's going on. So if y'all didn't know, for the next 30 minutes, we're going to have a real truth session. We're going to tell the truth in this house today. Amen? Why? Because transparency is going to lead to transformation. So as I was talking and thinking about this movie Breakthrough and talking with Pastor Ken about what he wanted me to, to talk about, and I know he's been dealing with great expectations, why don't you give him a round of applause for this incredible series that he's been doing? Amen. This idea of breakthrough means there's an obstacle in our way that, that, that re gets removed. Anybody been feeling a little held back? Come on. Been feeling held back in some area of your life, right? That's most of us. Here's what I believe. I believe one of the ways to get a breakthrough has a lot to do with what we believe and then what we do based upon what we believe, right? Sometimes we think of a breakthrough as just something miraculous that happens without our participation. May I submit for your consideration that a breakthrough actually requires our faith and our works. When you look at what just happened in the trailer, Joy Smith had the faith to believe that her son could be healed. But she didn't stay in the waiting room. She had to put some works behind her faith. And as a result, her son, who could have been dead, is now alive and well. Mm. I just got to give you a commercial break before we get right into our message. Some of you are declaring death over something. God says it actually is going to come back. Stop speaking death over where God wants to do a resurrection. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but you keep saying it's never going to come back. God is saying, stop saying no, and why don't you just start saying, yes, Lord, if it be your will, bring this back. Bring my finances back. Bring my relationship back. Save my marriage, God. Save my career. Who am I talking to right now? Somebody, you got to stop speaking death over your life. And let me tell you something. If you can't say nothing nice, don't say nothing at all, because somebody talks to yourself worse than anybody else talks to you. Start speaking life over your life turn to your neighbor say start speaking life over your life turn to your other neighbor say if you can't say nothing nice say nothing at all come on somebody I'd rather you be quiet than to speak something that God is not speaking so I want to talk to you about this text that that God has just had on repeat in my spirit and it's Matthew chapter 9 verse 27 is where we're going to pick up but I'll give you just a little bit of a, a header into this word we're picking up in a story where Jesus, uh, Jairus was a Jewish leader at the time, and he goes to Jesus and says, my daughter is dying. Can you come heal her? Jesus is on his way to Jairus's house. Um, on his way, the woman with the issue of blood who had been bleeding for 12 years. Anybody remember the woman with the issue of blood in the scriptures? And she said in her mind, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I know I will be made whole. Can we just pause there for a minute? That's some powerful faith. I don't even need to shake his hand. I don't need to meet him face to face. I believe he has so much power. It will be on his garments. How much faith do you have? Come on, somebody. We got to have some faith. I'm going to talk to this side. Do you have enough faith where you believe that if you can just get close to him, he's going to do it? Who am I talking to this morning? It, it blow, it, it, listen, it blows my mind that we as people of faith sometimes have the least amount of faith. How does that work? We have the most experience that God can do what he said he's going to do because we know what he's already done. But some, for whatever reason, some reason in our life right now, we're doubting him. 
Why are you doubting God right now? Anybody have a history that you know you can look back and say God did amazing things in your life already? Come on. Come on. So why are you doubting him right now? Here's what, uh, I'm going to say this. Um, this movie, Breakthrough, was made for about $15 million, right? And uh, I convinced 20th Century Fox to give me uh, over $15 million to make a movie. And now the people that decided to make the movie were not Christian. They actually don't even believe what we believe. But they say, Devon, because of your faith, we're going to give you $15 million. That's just to make the movie and, and millions more to market the movie. Now, if we can convince people who don't even believe what we believe to partner with our belief, to change the world, what is God wanting to do through you that he just needs your faith to get to a level where even those that may not believe will still partner with you because you believe your faith is contagious. Turn to your neighbor and say, your faith is contagious. It's contagious. Come on now. So watch this. The woman with the issue of blood, her faith was so powerful that she touched him of his garment and immediately she became whole. And Jesus said, who touched me? And the disciples around him said, yo, you're crazy. Do you see all these people touching you? And he said, no, no, this was not an incidental touch. This was a touch with intention. This was a touch by somebody who believed that I am who I say I am and that I can do what I say I can do. How are you touching Jesus? How are you touching God? Are you just praying out of routine? Are you praying with belief? Are you praying that your breakthrough is on the way? Or are you just praying because you feel if you don't, you'll be guilty? Oh, I'm going to come sit right next to you this morning. Yes, I am. I'm all up in your business. And I'm not going to apologize, all right? Hey, because I think it's so important for us to get back to a place of intention where we actually pray with faith. We actually pray with conviction and we pray with belief. The woman with the issue of blood, she got healed. Jesus said, go be well, my daughter. Your faith has made you whole. Fascinating. He didn't say my power has made you whole. He didn't say my providence has made you whole. He said, your faith, your ability to believe in me is what has resulted in your healing. You made a withdrawal because you believe that money was in the account. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but maybe we need to have a, a few more heavenly withdrawals into our spiritual account, somebody. Maybe we got to believe in him more. Why? Because I believe that belief and faith, when we get it to the level he wants, we begin to see the impossible break out over our life. So watch this. The one with the issue of blood gets healed. Jairus' daughter dies. By the time Jesus gets to Jairus' house, they're saying, you know, you missed it. She's dead. And Jesus says, she's just asleep. And they're like, yeah, ha, 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 funny. Okay, whatever. He said, don't even worry. He goes in there. He wakes her up. Bam. And then as we're leaving this house, we pick up on our text. Verse 27 of Matthew 9 says, as Jesus went on from there, two blind men followed him. Don't let that settle for a minute. <laughs> Two blind men followed him. Okay, okay, right, right, right. Okay, now you know, I, I, I hear the revelation starting. Two blind men followed him. Okay, someone in the balcony is catching it. You're catching it, you're catching it, you're catching it. Two blind men followed him. That's a perplexing statement, isn't it? Right? How do you follow something you cannot see? So check this out. Check this out. So, so if I cannot see it, how, how do I follow it? Because see, sometimes when we have an affliction, we want to use that as an excuse not to go after what he's promised us. Mm, I'm talking to somebody. The blind men said, it doesn't matter that we're blind. We're still going to follow him because we believe he is who he says he is, and he can do what he says he can do. 
So, so, how, how, keep, wait, keep clapping for a moment. I'm going to demonstrate something. Keep clapping. How do I know? How do I know where the clap is? How do I know? How do I know? How can I follow something I cannot see? Because I can hear. Oh, the people around Jesus had to be talking about Jesus so the people that could not see could at least follow them by what they heard. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but you got to start talking about him so that those around him can find him even if they cannot see him. Who am I talking to right now? Oh. The two blind men were able to follow Jesus because the people around Jesus were talking about Jesus. Now, I want to pause here for a moment. What this implies, we do not know how long the blind men were in position. We do not know exactly when they found out about the power of Jesus. But their ability to go immediately into action implies that prior to Jesus getting into their environment, they had a plan. And they made a decision, if this man named Jesus ever comes into our area, here's what we're going to do. We're going to partner with one another. How well are your partnerships? Who is believing that God's going to do the impossible in your life? All you need is one person. Too often we put a value on, we put an overemphasis on popularity. I do not pray that you're popular. As a matter of fact, your faith will make you unpopular with a lot of people. Even people who share your same faith. Can I say amen to that? Let me tell you, when I started telling people that I wanted to go to Hollywood, they said, you're crazy. People in the church, you're crazy. You can't do that. That's Sodom and Gomorrah. That's a devil's playground. You can't make it there. And I said, well, um, um, uh, so are you telling me that because you worked in, in Hollywood? <laughs> oh, so, so you're, you're telling me God can't do something just because you haven't seen him do it in your life or in your lifetime. Now, I respect what you have not seen, but eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. Come on, somebody. Come on. The plans that he has for us. So just because you haven't seen it, I'm about to show you something through my life that's going to make you a believer in what he can do. But it required me to not worry about popularity, but to worry about what God wanted me to do. Too often we put value on people liking us. I want you to know you got to do what God is calling you to do. Why? Because even if you go alone or go with just one person and you are being obedient, it's better than to be popular and be disobedient. Ah, 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 can I say it? Guess what? I just did. I'm sorry. And I, and I got to now speak to the younger generation that's just caught up, you know, the, the millennials and the selfies and all this. Let me tell you something. Your likes do not determine your value. Oh, I don't know who I'm talking to. Your followers do not determine your favor. I don't know who I'm talking to right now. You may only have one follower. It doesn't matter. If God says yes over your life, it's going to be yes, whether you have one or a million. Stop living your life for the likes. As long as he likes you, that's all the liking you need in your life. Can the church say amen? People losing their minds over what they post and how many likes you got. I don't care if you get no likes. He likes you. Better yet, he loves you. And that's all the facts that you need right now. So watch this. We're, we're, we're here in the text. And the blind men, they had a partnership and they had a plan. If Jesus ever passes by, here's what we're going to do. So Jesus passes by. The blind men follow him. And they say something very interesting. They say, son of David, uh, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us, son of David. So what does this mean? One, have mercy on us. Deliver us from our pain. Deliver us from our affliction. Ah, we don't care that we're in public. We're going to let somebody know that we're in pain, that we're hurting. 
Because if we don't, we may never get the breakthrough that's promised to us. Why do we come in this house and act like nothing is bothering us, like we got it all together? Oh, yeah, God is good all the time. It doesn't mean that he's not good even when we don't feel good. Sometimes the reason why we can never get the full blessing that he has promised to us is because we are being honest and truthful about how we really feel. The reality is people of faith hurt too. Sometimes we go through pain. Can we just have an honest moment right now? Anybody going through some pain in some area of your life, please, let's just be honest. Let's just admit it. Anybody have enough courage to admit you don't have it all together? Come on. I'm, ra- I'm waving my hand too. I really don't have it all together. Seriously. And, and I think it's so important for us to start telling truth. Why? Because that truth leads to transformation. That's one of the reasons why I wrote my new book, The Truth About Men, uh, what men and women need to know. Why? Because it's time for us to start telling the truth. Sometimes the people that are closest to us, especially when you're in a relationship, they're the person that we're the least truthful with. And then we wonder why our marriages are failing and our families are failing because we're not telling the truth, that we're struggling and we need help. And that's why I wrote this book. And people said, Devon, you're crazy. You're crazy as a man to write a book that challenges other men to be the men that God called them to be and to give women information along the way. Men have come to me and said, man, you've given up all our secrets. I said, this is the problem today. We keep so many secrets that that's why our families are struggling. It's time to turn on the light. What's done in the dark will, will come into light. I don't know who I'm talking to, But let's start being truthful in order to transform our families for eternity. Tell them to your neighbor and say, it's okay to tell the truth. So so the the, the blind men are having a truthful moment. They're saying, deliver us from our pain. We're in pain. We cannot see. It it makes us feel less than. So we're going to be honest in a public sense. Deliver us from our pain. And they also say, son of David, we're going to acknowledge that you are the son of God. That was a radical thing to do because so many people of Jewish faith, especially at that time, would not acknowledge that Jesus was the son of God. So they are saying, we don't care what happens to us. We're going to acknowledge publicly who you are and profess your power. Now, you would think that right there in that moment, Jesus would hear son of David and he would say, yes, my children, what do you need from me? That's not what happens. In verse 28, it says when he had gone indoors. Fascinating, huh? They're outside having this exchange. The blind men say, say, deliver us from our affliction. Have mercy on us, son of David. And then it says, when he had gone indoors. That implies that he moved from the outside to the inside. Now, here's where most of us lose it. We are asking God to do something. We're praying on what we believe he told us he would do. And it seems like he's ignoring us. So in the gap between what we want to see happen and what we believe is happening, in the gap is discouragement. And sometimes when we feel like God is ignoring us, we say, you know what, I'm going to stop pursuing it. I'm going to stop going after. Maybe I heard God wrong. Maybe the vision I have for my life is not true. Let me give you a commercial break for a minute. So uh, what we saw at the beginning of this service was a trailer. How many people, when you go to the movies, you see trailers? Yeah? Yeah? So when you see a trailer of a movie that you want to see, what happens after you see it? What happens? You get excited. You want to go see it. Have you ever watched a trailer for a movie that you wanted to see and then got upset like, oh, man, it's never coming out? (laughs) Think about that. When you see a trailer of a movie you want to see, you don't get discouraged. You get encouraged. Why? Because if you're seeing the trailer, it means that the movie is coming soon. 
When you close, the eye, close your eyes, God gives you a trailer for the movie of your life. And I don't want you to get discouraged because you don't see it manifesting. Every time you see the trailer play on the screen of your mind, I want you to get encouraged. Because every time you see it, it's a sign that it's closer than you think. Somebody has been discouraged, but God wants me to tell you it's time to get encouraged. Turn to your neighbor and say, you got to get encouraged this morning. You got to get encouraged this morning. How many people God keeps giving you the same vision and same scenes in your mind? Who am I talking to? How many people can see the trailer for your life? Come on. Who can see visions of the trailer? Who, ha who has not seen it manifest yet? Man, listen, y'all better get some popcorn. It's on the way. You better get some. Come on. Go ahead. Seriously. Seriously. We Don't get discouraged. It's time to get encouraged about what he's getting ready to do. I don't want you to be down. It's time to go from discouragement to determination. When you see these scenes play on the screen of your mind, I want you to become more determined to receive it, not less. So when the blind men are outside, they have a decision. Are we going to rest in discouragement or are we going to get determined and go after God no matter what? Now, here's what most of us would have done. Seriously, most of us would have been following God. Jesus goes on the inside. We say, well, I guess, I guess he didn't mean to heal us today. You know, I mean, maybe, maybe he just didn't hear us. Um, you know, well, maybe he'll come out the house and he'll hear us again, or maybe we just got to wait. And, you know, I mean, he said he would do it, but maybe what we heard about him was wrong. Pause here. Look at what happens. When we allow a moment of discouragement to settle, we start to come up with all these excuses for why he's not doing it. Maybe God allows moments where it seems like a delay because he actually wants to see how determined are we to get it. Turn to your neighbor and say, how determined are you today? Let them answer. I want to hear the answer. <laughs> watch this. Watch this. The blind men have a decision. Or are we going to settle in our discouragement? Or are we going to get determined and go after it? And here is where the tension is. Are you going to settle in your discouragement over what you don't think he's doing? Or are you going to make up your mind right now in this service? You're going to get determined and go after it. I don't know who I'm talking to right now. But God has kept you. you, you God has been trying to birth determination in you. And every day you get up and you're mad. You're frustrated. You're like, God, this is never going to happen. And even now as you're listening to me, you, you, you want to just keep replaying those tapes of excuses. And God is trying to tell me to tell you, you got to press stop on discouragement and press play on determination. <laughs> watch this and here's here's how it works the blind men make a decision and i love this they say you know what well um maybe he didn't hear us but since he's here we're gonna keep going after it and he's gonna have to tell us to stop but we're gonna go after all that's available to us why because we believe he is who he says he is and he's gonna do what he says he's gonna do somebody's gonna have to arrest us but we're gonna go after it i don't know who i'm talking to right now but get determined that you're gonna keep on pressing you're gonna keep on pushing you're gonna keep on going until god delivers to you what he promised to you which is an abundant life who am i talking to right now stop putting stop where god is putting go even though it may be longer than you want keep on going when you put the destination in the gps it doesn't matter how many different ways it takes you as long as you stay in the car and keep going you will get to your destination stop being discouraged by detours i don't
don't know who I'm talking to right now. You got to get determined. I will get to where I'm supposed to be no matter how long it takes, no matter how much I cry, no matter how much I, I, I might have to be dragged. I'm going to get there. Why? Because there is a place that God has already written. It's for you. It's not for me. It's for you. So watch this. The blind man says, yo, we're going to go after it. Verse 27, verse 28 says this. When he had gone indoors, he says to them, when we pause and say he says to them, it implies that they went from the outside to the inside. They followed him. Mm. Ah, I got to give you just a, a quick little commercial break. We're going to come right back to our regular schedule program in a minute. Ah, ah, um, sometimes the people that we hang with represent an environment that keeps our faith low. Ah, some people around you that you're allowing into your airspace, they don't believe at the level you believe. And as a result, sometimes you're lowering your belief. You got to hang around people that encourage you, that, that say, yeah, you can do it. Come on. You got to hang with people that pray for you. You got to hang with people that push you. Who am I talking to right now? You, you, you got you to gotta have somebody in your circle that says, yeah, you can do it. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to help you do it. Oh, okay, okay. I'm going to give you another commercial break on the commercial break. There's somebody here. You're dating somebody that, that you can't even be your full self with. And you wonder why you're not happy because you're dating somebody that's not an encourager. They're a discourager. And I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but I'm about to mess up your day. You may have to tell this date after this service. Yo, it's over. Why? Because God wants to take you to a higher level. Please don't date down. Date up. Who am I talking to? The people that date you got to step up into your realm, not you don't step down into theirs. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but it's so important for you to know who you are and have people in your environment that can encourage you to become the best you can be. Too often, oh man, we want, um, if we feel insecure, we then get insecure about other people's success. Let me tell you something. If you're with somebody and you're dating them or you're married to them and they are successful, champion them, support them. Don't try to make their light dim just so you feel more comfortable. Amen. And if you're with somebody that tries to have you dim your light, mm -mm, say, no, no, I'm not dimming my light for you. Matter of fact, I'll buy you some sunglasses. Here, I'm going to keep shining. If you can't handle it, I'm sorry. That's not my fault. That's your issue, not me. Come on, who am I talking to right now? So watch this. So, 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 so he, they, they make their way. They change environments. They get out of the environment where he's no longer there, and they go to the environment where he is. So important. It's, not, it's okay to embrace change, all right? We all are in perpetual seasons of change, all right? So they change their environment. They go on the inside. And then he says to them, do you believe I can do this? What does this imply? They don't have to restate their request when they get on the inside. It implies he heard their request on the outside. But he wanted to see how bad do you want it. I'm going to ask this section over here. Why are you letting procrastination steal your destination? Huh? Well, well, why do you keep putting off what needs to be done today until tomorrow? Why? Okay, I'm going to talk to this section right here. Why? 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 Why are we allowing our fears to get the best of us? The worst that can happen is that whatever you're going for, you get a no. Okay. Let me just help you understand a no. A no is not a no over the destiny of your life. A no just means that person isn't qualified to receive, to, to deliver the destiny on your life. You catch that? So if somebody says no, it means that they are not going to be the vessel by which God is going to bless you. 
So as a matter of fact, thank you for the no. Lord, all I need is one yes. One yes through the right person changes my life forever. So stop being afraid of a no and pursue the one yes that's already been written into the script of your life. The two blind men said, we're going to pursue the yes. They go on the inside. He says, do you believe that I can do it? Now he talks to them individually, not collectively. They on the outside asked a collective question, um, have mercy on us. On the inside, he said, do you believe? You cannot get by on your mother's faith, your father's faith, your pastor's faith, your grandma's faith, your grandfather's faith. You got to get by on your own faith. So I have a question for you right now. Do you believe? Do you believe that he can do it? Do you believe? Bishop Clark, do you believe he can do it? Do you believe? You got to believe for yourself. Why? Because according to your faith, be it unto you. Watch this. So they answer the question individually. Yes, we believe. Now the next verse says that he touched their eyes. What does that imply? Proximity. Intimacy. They had to get close to him. You got to get close to him in your season right now. You got to get close to him. You got to get back to praying consistently. You got to get back to your devotional time. You got to get back to reading the word. You got to get back to your affirmations. Come on, somebody. You got to get back to getting close to him. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Ah, 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 okay, I... I got six minutes and we're going to end this, but I got to give you a commercial break that God's telling me to tell you. Um, see, what happens so often is instead of getting close to him, what do we do? We scroll. We scroll our way up to sleep. We scroll our way awake. What does that mean? It means we, we check Facebook before we check Heaven's book. I don't know who I'm talking to. Come on, somebody. We check Instagram before we check into him. And we wonder why our lives are in balance because we're consistently checking into the lives of other people who can't do anything for us. I want you to know you want to start your day right? Scroll on Heaven's page and find out what is the word for your life on each and every day. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but stop worrying about what you got in a text message or an email when you get up in the morning. Check with heaven lord what is the download you want to give me in my spirit let me go before him to get it because when you get his word it will help you put all the other words you get during the day in context i don't know who i'm talking to today hey you got to get close to him so they get close to him do you believe i can do it and they say yes now it's one thing to say yes it's another thing to believe yes because he says according to your faith be it unto you now, most of us, we say, yes, I believe. But on the inside, no, I really don't. <laughs> somebody told me, somebody told me, somebody told me, they said, uh, you know, Breakthrough is going to be, you know, one of the biggest faith-based movies of all time. And I said, um, okay, Lord, help my unbelief, Lord, help my unbelief, right? Because I want to believe, but part of me doesn't believe. Can I just have an honest moment, right? I say, Lord, help the part of me that doesn't believe. Help the part of me that needs to go to another level of my faith. So right now, the, the blind men are faced with a dilemma. It's not enough what we say. We have to believe it. Now, so often our faith is up and down. So what do we do? On one day we're believing and the next day we're not. So depending on when Jesus meets us depends upon the level of miracle we may get on any given day. So if Jesus were to meet you right outside of service, your faith is going to be all the way up. So you get a full blessing. But come Tuesday when your faith's a little bit low, you may get 50% of the blessing that he was promising you. Who am I talking to right now? So it's so important to stay consistent in our faith. You got to believe even when you don't feel like believing. I'm talking to somebody right now. So, so, so he touches their eyes according to your faith be it unto you. Now, some of us, if this was happening on a Wednesday, <laughs> according to your faith, be it unto you, only one eye would have opened. <laughs> you got to have enough faith to have both eyes restored. The blind men had enough faith to have both eyes restored. And what was amazing is that after this incident happened, Jesus said, listen, um, don't tell nobody. 
And the blind man said, look, look, Jesus, we ain't going to lie to you. We're going to tell everybody, sorry, we were once blind and now we see and you want us to hold on? No, we cannot. We're going to go spread your word all around this place because if you were able to do it for us, we know somebody else that needs it to be done for them. Who am I talking to right now? You will become a living, breathing billboard for the power of God if you would just believe and go after what is already yours. The blind man could have allowed Jesus to past but they said today is the day that we get our breakthrough is anybody willing to declare that today is the day where your faith goes to another level and you go and receive what he has for you who am I talking to right now does anyone believe it I see you in the balcony I see you in the back does anyone believe it does anyone believe it does anyone believe it does anyone believe it do you have enough faith to believe that in this service, everything in your life changes for the better. Everything turns around. Everything's about to do a 180 in your life. Who am I talking to right now? Do me a favor. High five your neighbor and say, I believe. High five your other neighbor and say, do you believe? Hey, watch this. Why is this important? Because when you get out of this service, after... We have a good time in the lobby and whatever God calls us to do. When you get in your car, this week has to be different than last week. I want you to go into your office with belief tomorrow. Come on, somebody. You may need to go over. Listen, if you've been waiting on the promotion, get in early. And I want you to go over to your boss's door and just claim it. Come on, somebody. If you're in school and you've been having a hard time, go ahead and get into class early and say, Lord, I claim these grades. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but you got to have some faith this week that's going to take you higher than you ever thought possible. Do me a favor. Grab your neighbor's hand right now. Grab your neighbor's hand right now. There's no imaginary barrier in the aisles. You will not get shocked. Go ahead. You can cross the aisle. Grab your neighbor's hand. I want everybody touching somebody. Everybody touching somebody. Right now, you're holding the hand of a survivor. You're holding the hand of somebody who's gone through something. But what they went through did not kill them. It made them stronger. You're holding the hand of somebody who walked into this service discouraged, but they currently are determined. You're walking to one. You're talking to somebody. You're holding someone's hand that is God's favorite daughter or son. You're holding love in your hand right now. And I want you to know if you would do me a favor, would you just go ahead and raise your partner's hand right now? As you raise their hand in victory, your hand gets raised too. This is how it works in the body of Christ. When we help somebody else get their breakthrough, we get a breakthrough as a result. I want you to know that you're victorious. I want you to know that you have power over your life. I want you to know there is destiny all over you. All you got to do is have the faith to believe and face your fears and go give it. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray right now. For every single solitary soul in the building, I pray, dear God, that breakthrough is on the way. I pray, dear Heavenly Father, that their life is going to go to another level. I pray, dear Heavenly Father, they're going to push through discouragement and become determined to be all you've called them to be and do all you've called them to do. I thank you for restoring their dream. I thank you for healing their heart. I thank you for alleviating the pain. And I thank you from this day forward, they will no longer allow an excuse to stop them from doing what you've called them to do. Let them remember it is already theirs in the mighty holy matchless name of Jesus and all God's children say amen amen and amen you better praise him you better praise him don't patty cake him praise him thank him thank him thank him you can do better than that
Amen. Wow. Would you let Devon know how much you appreciate that powerful word? How many would, again, how many would honestly say, Pastor Ken, that, I, I know this word was for me today. How many would say that word was for me today? Amen. That word was for me. I've asked Devon if we could get a picture that just marks this moment that we believe. Amen. amen. There are great days ahead. So, amen. Let's so here it. we go, everybody. On the count of three, let's say we believe. Ready? Here we go. One, two, three. Amen. All right. Yes, we do. Hallelujah. 